Welcome into another edition of Home Field Advantage with Will Hyland. I am your host of this podcast. Today is February 1st, 2019. I apologize for not being on the air for a while. I did have a cold last week and I've been getting over it this week. So I'm looking forward to doing one more show before the big Super Bowl game on Sunday. And I definitely wanted to get it done early in the weekend before the festivities started to happen. I also have the privilege of being joined by my good friend, Kyle Diesel. He is a Rams fan and a Rams expert, all things LA Rams, and he has been through the thick and thin and through all the good and the bad that this team has been through uh, pre-Los Angeles and even as far back as when they were in St. Louis and they were not anything close to what they are now. So he has seen the good, the bad, and the ugly of the Rams franchise. So I wanted to begin the podcast by obviously talking about the Super Bowl and the things that will be big key points in the game coming up. So without further ado, Kyle, I'd like to just ask you what you think the Rams do well offensively. Offensively, well, main game with Sean McVay is run game first, Todd Gurley. Now with the addition with Anderson, it's become a dual threat just like the Saints have. So I'm expecting a big, heavy run game to start, especially with Todd Gurley. If Todd Gurley isn't providing like he did in the Saints game, ball's going to go off to Anderson. But I think the big key factor for this game is not actually going to be Todd Gurley. It's going to come down to Jared Goff, I believe. Jared Goff is going to be the guy who's going to have to make the tough passes then our receivers are going to have to step up, including our tight ends, which they had done week in and week out. So I think the biggest factor is going to come down to Jared Goff deciding what plays to call at the line, changing plays. And he's got to make these smart passes, which you've seen some of the games. He's had wide open passes, and he's missed receivers who are wide open. So the biggest factor, I think, is Jared Goff. And then defensively, who do you think or what do you think is the biggest factor, either a certain player or a concept um, or something that they have to do defensively? Uh, I think Wade Phillips is going to have to go back to his playbooks on how when he was back in the Broncos, how he played the Patriots. I mean, yes, some of the games he played against them, um, he got destroyed in some other games. He's had Brady's number. So I think that is going to be a big factor. I also think the D-line is going to be a big factor because I believe the Patriots haven't played a front yet with four guys who can rush the ball. So I think that's going to be a big factor. Also, other factors, our corners are going to have to step up because the Patriots have great receivers. Edelman, Hogan, and Gronk. And Gronk is a very physical guy. And the only physical guy we have basically is a key to lead. Marcus Peters is not really a physical guy at the line. He's more of off-the-ball physical guy. So I think our corners are going to have to step up, especially when Edelman and Hogan go into the slot. It's going to be the biggest factor. Because you saw against the Chiefs games, once Edelman came into the slot, he was open every time. No one was stopping him at the line, free release, so we're going to have to press him at the line. So basically it's going to be pressing him at the line, and our rush is going to have to get there. So do you believe that's the vulnerability, is the passing game? The pa- No, I think the vulnerability for the Rams. the Rams' defense is going to be the Patriots' uh, quick passes and also the screen game because we don't play against the dog teams that run the screen. And the Patriots do a good job of changing the plays right at the line. So it's probably going to be quick screens, and then it's going to be either halfback draws. And our issue at times is that when the Rams have played, they've allowed a lot of, a lot of rushing yards, especially if it's a screen or if it's been a halfback draw. And the Patriots usually don't hand the ball straight off like an iso play. Like normal teams with it. It's more of a hidden scheme play. 
Yeah, I agree. I think that's one thing the Patriots do well, kind of transitioning into what their side of the ball looks like from our standpoint. I think they do a great job offensively with like James White and Sonny Michelle um, and even Rex Burkhead. I think their running back core is their best asset. Uh, and it's not necessarily their running game, but it's the diversity among those three players and what they're able to do, I think, is that I think is their biggest strength offensively. Because as good as Edelman and Gronkowski have been over the years, they're not the same players they were. They don't have as much explosiveness yeah. as they used to have. So it really does come down to those running backs and what they can do out of the backfield. Yeah. Because even though... Excuse me. Even though, like what you said, that Talib is the only physical corner, Marcus Peters and Nickel Romy Coleman are still very good corners. Yes. I think, other than Stephon Gilmore, pretty much every corner on the Rams is better than the, any corner on the Patriots. So that's a strength of them. So I think one thing the Patriots have to do that they're good at and that they'll have to continue to do is to run early and open up play action to the running backs. Because yeah. I, I think James White, if he could, if he gets matched up with somebody like Littleton, uh, he could yeah. make some plays and pass some plays in the past big game. mismatch, especially when we saw when, they played, when we played the Saints. Kamara was open like, every time on a pass. So I think that's what the Patriots are going to do a lot, too. They're going to put their running backs out as receivers, make our linebackers have to cover them. So I think the issue for us is if we put a linebacker on them, we're kind of screwed unless we move over a safety, which would be more beneficial, but I don't know what Sean McVay has in store. Yeah, and defensively, I think the Patriots have a, are going to have problems with Gurley. I think that it's not just that Gurley is a phenomenal runner. Um, I think it's also that he can run routes like a wide receiver can. Yeah. Because he's probably still not 100% healthy, but it doesn't matter because if we're using – um, Stephon Gilmore and J.C. Jackson to cover Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods, then you're going to end up with Jason McCourty covering uh, Todd Gurley, or you're going to end up with Kyle Van Noy covering Todd Gurley, and that's just not going to work. So I think that's something that the Patriots are going to be vulnerable to on our end. Um, but I think one thing they are good at defensively is they're not going to give up the big play. I think that Brandon Cooks draws more pass interference calls than any other receiver. Yeah. Uh, and they're not going to let him take over the game. But that's one thing they have to be aware of, especially with somebody like J.C. Jackson, who's a young corner. He has a little bit of um, trouble with giving up the big play. And the same can be said from Jason McCourty. But I think that's one thing they're going to have to do. And I think that's one thing they will do. They didn't let Tyree kill or Travis Kelsey do it uh, in the AFC t- Championship game, and I do not think they'll let Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods do it. I don't think they'll let Goff complete a 50- to 60-yard pass. I mean, God forbid. But I, I think I think that that's something they're good at, and that's something they've pretty much done all year is really minimize the opposing offense to a handful of big plays. Um, but it does scare me is the fact that the Patriots are vulnerable to – Todd Gurley as a receiver, and they're also vulnerable to um, C.J. Anderson as a rusher. I don't think it would be a good strategy for the Rams to try and run the ball. Um, As much as that would take time of possession away from Brady and the Patriots, I just don't think that that's who they are. I think uh, you guys are a quick-score offense, and while you run the ball to score, you don't run the ball to kill time. 
Uh, I just don't see that as something that you guys, I say you guys like you're on the Rams, but I mean, you're, you're, I don't see that something, I just don't see something that that's their number one goal. The, the focal point of the Rams offense isn't running the ball to kill the clock. It's running the ball to be explosive and score. Yeah, we're basically built to score quick, just like, the, like, just like the Chiefs. Except we don't have as talented players as the Chiefs offense does. They don't have, we don't have a time. We don't have Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. We have Brandon Cooks. Todd, yeah, Todd Gurley is probably our star offensive player, but our receiving core is not superstars, but they get the job done. They go in, they always like the Patriots. They don't have an all-star receiving core. They have Rob Gronkowski. That's it. Besides that, they don't have a top 10 receiver, neither do we. So it's going to come down to who yeah. wants it more. And I, Yeah, and it's ultimately, like, let, let's get into that. I think it comes down to the will to win. And, you know, as Patriots fans, we've been in this situation before. We, you know, we're used to watching our team play in high-stakes playoff games, and our coach and quarterback are definitely um, are definitely not a stranger to the moment. But when it comes to the Rams, do you worry about Sean McVay and Jared Goff and some of the other focal points of that team not being able to uh, – Step up in big games because you did just beat the Saints in New Orleans, which and we just beat the Chiefs in Kansas City. Yeah. and a lot of people thought that those two teams were the best teams in the NFL. That they were the ones because of their home field advantage that were going to reach the Super Bowl. So, do you think that gives an added confidence that you just beat Drew Brees and Sean Payton? Yeah, I believe it gives us lots of confidence going into the game. But the only thing is that, like I said before, our basically our whole team has never made a Super Bowl. We have maybe three guys, four guys that made it, one of them being a defensive coordinator. Yeah. So I'm kind of speculating early on in the game there's going to be a lot of possibly flags thrown due to our receiver. Everyone's just amped up, ready to go. They're False just, starts, that sort yeah, of thing. They're just yeah, getting, they're just like, oh, adrenaline's running, getting there. But I think once the game gets on later on, I think they'll start to settle down. The only worry I have right now is Marcus Peters. This is a big stage game. He's known to make some key mistakes down the road, so that's why I'm worried defensively. There's more of our corners being making stupid penalties. Yeah. That's what I'm worried about defensively. Offensively, I think I think golf will get into his zone. I think he'll be fine. I mean, if you look when he played the Saints, he turned the ball over. Was it the second, first or second drive through his interception? Yeah. He bounced right back after that. I mean, it took him like two more drives to finally score a touchdown. But they, he seemed fine all the way through. But once again, it comes down to Sean McVay. Sean McVay knows how to coach this entire team, even though they're all young. The thing is that we were so successful this year is because everyone bought into Sean McVay. Everyone loves playing for the Rams. There's been no hatred, which you usually don't see on most teams nowadays. Even with the Patriots, Patriots the Patriots were built as a family, as a team, as yeah. one unit to work together. So that's what we, that's what Sean McVay brought, and we need to work as one group. If you look at, we've got the Don Kisu, Marcus Peters, and Key Tlaib. We have three. Yeah, how did those guys not kill each other at the, by the yeah, end of the year? Yeah, how have those guys not done something stupid or kill each other like they used to, especially when Marcus Peters and Key Tlaib played against each other and other receivers throw fits and everything? But you hadn't seen that this year. Yeah, I guess my, my one question would be, like, do you think that the Rams have faced enough adversity this year? Do you think that – I mean, because they've been a consensus best team in the league for a while. Like, we're not – or yeah. one of, like, top team in the yeah. league for most of the season. Uh, they did have a rough stretch where they lost to the Eagles and Bears back-to-back. 
uh, and they also lost to um, the Saints. The Saints, but but do you think that that overcoming victory in the NFC title game was enough adversity um, to teach them a lesson? Like, should for example they fall behind to the Patriots fourteen to nothing? Do you think they'll be able to mentally take care of that? Because we know that the Patriots don't look at a deficit. Yeah. Like, I mean, they they won a Super Bowl after being down twenty to three. Do you think if the Rams were facing a similar situation, they'd be able to handle it? That's a tough question because the Rams have never really faced a slow start like that. But I think they they can because they have a little bit, especially when they played the Saints. They were down Thir- six nothing and thirteen to nothing. Thirteen yeah. to nothing to start the game, so they've been busy down by two touchdowns start of the game, and they bounce right back coming into the second half. I think about if you think about the Rams start going to the end of the season. They haven't been a starting hot team, just like the Saints have kind of dwindled down to not starting the game off well. It's been more of the second half they've been turning up. It's like in the Chiefs, the Chiefs-Patriots game, the Chiefs didn't turn it up until the second half. The Patriots, though, are consistent. We're consistent all the way through. Yeah, I think post-Steelers loss, so that would have been December 14th or 15th, like that weekend, the Patriots lost to the Steelers, and since then they've just started out strong every game. Uh, the two regular season finales, the Chargers game, they never really looked back. And then even though the AFC title game was close, they started out 14 to nothing, and they, they've been running the ball um, early in the game. So my question would be, like, as a, as a coach, do you think Sean McVay will have any problems with sort of what we give Andy Reid a hard time for, clock management, calling timeouts, not – um, you know, not wasting too much time, not having enough urgency. Because I remember there was a point where he wasted a timeout early in the season because he was trying to draw the team offside down at the goal line. Um, and it wouldn't have really got them any yards. I believe it was like third and goal. And it was the difference between it would have been third and goal from the two versus third and goal at the one. And he had to burn a timeout. Do you think like those kind of like young mistakes that a young coach might face will be something that they'll have to take care of, or do you think that the two playoff games that they've won already are is enough big game experience? I mean, it could happen. I mean, it's happened to coaches before. It's a no one knew this is Sean McVay's second year still, yeah. so it's still hard to tell what he's going to do. He's also very, very, very risky on every every play or every situation. He seems to. Know what he's doing, but he's had a lot of think about. It, he's had a lot of luck going into every game. Yeah, of these calls. Are you afraid the luck's gonna run out? I mean, luck runs out. It runs out. I mean, Joe yeah. based on a great job, even just coming back, even with not having luck on his side, he's just been. Yeah. I'm not too worried about his play calls or yeah. being in a big game situation. But it seems like he's been pretty relaxed going into every game. He hasn't been. Lost or win, he hasn't been too uh, emotionally upset or anything about what's going on or anything. I mean, I think the pressure really hasn't hit him. Yeah, I think you think about it, you can see him kind of not being like a younger Belichick, but him and Belichick seem to have similar minds going into these games. 
yeah. seems like. They might have different attitudes. I think yeah. McVeigh is more of like a happy-go-lucky, yeah. like the guy you would want to have a beer with and like maybe, you know, play foosball with or play beer pong with. Like he's the guy you want to hang out with, whereas Bill Belichick is the guy you just want to sit there and listen to him tell a story. Yeah. So I think they have different mindsets, but I agree that they have a, they have a similar approach to the game of football when it comes to X's and O's. Um, another question I have would be, uh, like what you said, they would have been lucky. Uh, so for example, like if it's fourth and one and you, you got to go for it, maybe let's say you're at the 45 yard line. It's like the third quarter. You might be down seven would that, that would, do you think that would be a scenario where Sean McVay would go for it? Or do you think you'd just rather punt there? I mean, not that you're the head coach yeah. of the LA Rams. No, I, think but. It would, I think it would depend on uh, what the lineup is, what they have out there. And it also depends how the defense is playing, yeah. how much trust. I mean, like you said, the game, like we've seen the last few games, our defense has surprisingly stepped up. So, I mean, it's going to come down how the game is feeling out. I think Sean would probably go for it. If you look at it, it's another key factor that we need to factor into this is special teams. And our special teams is probably one of the best special teams in the league. Hecker's probably the best punter in the league. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you look at it, I think, I don't know what his percentage is, I think he was like 79% from all time of his career so far on getting first downs on punts itself. So, I mean, somehow our special teams have just been having phenomenal time. So, I don't know what that noise is, but yeah. we will, we will, uh, Ignore that. No, I totally agree. Though I think the, I think the Rams are really a really special team when it comes to all three phases, and then, I mean they're here for a reason. I think they've probably been a top four team in the league all year long. I don't think they've ever been worse than fourth. Uh, they obviously started out six and zero, and they've um, done extremely well since, even though they had that rough patch in December. Uh, I just think as a as a Patriots fan, you, you know you can't take these teams lightly. No. I, I sat here a year ago and. Um, I thought Doug Peterson was a buffoon, and I didn't think he was going to be able to put together a game plan to beat the Patriots. And um, I think you, as Patriots and as, and as NFL followers, you got to give Sean McVay credit for what he's been able to do. Uh, I think that he is the glue that has made them who they are. Uh, I just sometimes I wonder about you know some some sort of uh, a little bit of overconfidence. Mm-hmm. Well, my my stuff has worked all year long. So, you know, I can go for it on fourth and three because it's worked all year long. Um, so that would be the only weakness I see in him. Uh, but I, I just think that so much of Super Bowls in the past have just come down to luck. I mean, last year, Tom Brady fumbled. It was a gift wrap bounce yep. right into the hands of Fletcher Cox or somebody else. I think Fletcher Cox forced the fumble, and I think it was like a perfect bounce. You know, the offensive lineman would – Normally, in that case, would have been able to recover it, but it was bounced, you know. And then the year before, you, the Julian Edelman catch. I mean, that's yeah. a little bit of luck. The year before that, you had, um, you know, the couple strip sacks in that game with the Broncos and Panthers, and then obviously the Malcolm Butler interception, yeah. the curse catch. I, I, I just think so much of Super Bowl history, and then of course David Tyree as a Patriots fan, you will never be able to forget that. Uh, I think Super Bowls come down to luck. It comes down to that. It seems like that one spectacular, few spectacular plays that basically decides the game. Yeah, even though football is a game of 60 minutes, I think, or sometimes more, as we both learned uh, two weeks ago, I think that there's so much about playoff football that comes down to like a handful of moments. Uh, And 
I think the Rams are a more talented team. I think on paper, the Rams, like I said to you the other day, if it was Jared Goff versus Tom Brady, Tom Brady wins. But it's the Rams versus the Patriots. And I think that the defense of the Rams is better than the defense of the Patriots. And I think you guys have a better uh, running game. And I think there are only a handful of position groups where you could say the Patriots have a better roster. And I believe it might, you could make an argument for receiver. It's definitely quarterback. Uh, maybe offensive line. I think the offensive lines are about to wash. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking about I was talking to my dad about it, and he said that this game is basically going to come down to basically the stop possession and turnover battle. Like, basically, whoever gets the most stops and the most turnovers will basically win this game. Because you look at it, these are two very high-powered offenses. And then look at we managed to stop the Saints. That's the reason why we were able to win that game. And the reason why you guys won't be able to stop the Chiefs. If you look at it, Whoever's gonna, that's what I've been saying. If whoever can get turnovers and stop battles is gonna win this game. If you don't get stopped from getting points, you're not gonna win this game. It's all about forcing them to punt the ball. Yeah. I, I definitely agree. I think it comes down to it comes down to um, field position as well. Uh, and who gets shorter fields. I think the Patriots made some mistakes in the Chiefs game that let the Chiefs stay in, where the Chiefs were given a lot of short fields. And a lot of that has to do with turnovers, and a lot of that has to do with um, time of possession and things like that. Uh, but totally, yeah, it comes it comes down to defense. I think last year in the Super Bowl, the Patriots couldn't make a stop when they needed to make a stop. Tom Brady threw for 505 yards and three touchdowns in it took him till the last minute to have a turnover. Yeah, it's like when the Rams first played yeah. the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Uh, Kurt Warner had 300 passing yards. They had 342 or something like that, but they just couldn't get any stops in the last two minutes. Couldn't get a stop to stop Tom Brady. Or pick Rangers. six as well. Or pick through, six. Through pick six, yeah. Yeah, I think that Super Bowls are more and more now about the big turnover or the big – just the uh, big play, the general. big play, rather than a series of small plays. Because it and, seems like that big shift right there, that big momentum, whatever that big play is, shifts to that team and shifts away from the other team instead of being equal. That one team loses all of its hope to the other team getting everything. Yeah, and, there, and the, there's a turning point in nearly every Super Bowl. I think last year it happened right before halftime. The Philly special mm-hmm. told the Patriots everything they needed to know about the Eagles, and I, I think. My my confidence in the team to win that game last year crept down even lower after the Philly special. So yeah, you're you're definitely right. It's about momentum. So who wins and why? That's a tough question. Well, this is a program with tough questions. <laughs> um, I think I'm gonna say it's gonna be down to the. Uh, I think the Rams are gonna win. On a field goal, touchdown, or well, I got. I'm thinking two scenarios. Scenario: my first scenario is that the Patriots are gonna have the ball with the last minute left, and they're gonna have to drive all the way down. And they drive all the way down. Are you sure you want that scenario? (laughs) See, I see it go all the way down to the forty, but he's only got Terry, not Terry. Darskowski's got three seconds left on the clock, but I think he doesn't have. I don't think he makes it. I think he misses under pressure. Oh, uh, so you think a missed field goal. That's a solid. That's or, a solid. or I see the opposite of what happened in the Super Bowl uh, whatever, back in 2001. Whatever, 36. 36. Where golf has to drive all the way down and get a field goal for the win. So John Madden isn't there in the announcer's booth telling him Jared Goff to wait for overtime? Yep. So that's no, not going to happen. he all the way down. Yep. Sean, it's basically Sean McVay's push to 
Final push to our success, basically, to the end, I see. All right. That's solid. Um, you know, I, you know, because you took the Rams, I actually, you know, I picked against the Patriots uh, last week uh, or two weeks ago when they played Kansas City. I didn't think they'd be able to stop that offense on the road. Um, but if they can stop the Chiefs offense on the road in that hostile environment, uh, even though they let up a lot of second-half points, uh, I think they can do it to the Rams on a neutral field. Um, I think the big thing for the Patriots is health. I think that will be their key to victory. I think having an extra two weeks to yeah, rest, rest up will... I mean, that's what helped us this year. Yeah. Know, we had, we're the only team to have a full offense, offensive line play the whole season without injury. Pretty much ours as well. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's... That's that's the key for the Patriots. I think they'll win because they're healthy. I don't think they have anybody listed on their injury report. Uh, I believe that it will probably come down to a handful of plays, like we were saying. And I think, you know, it might come down to a third down where the uh, Rams might have him on the ropes. And I think he'll connect with Edelman or he'll connect with Dorsett or somebody that is an unlikely hero, perhaps. Uh, and I think the Patriots will be able to establish the run enough to open up their play action. Mm-hmm. Uh, these teams are both really good at play action. And I think they'll win by maybe four or five, maybe three, four or five, just like they always do. Mm-hmm. They either win by three, four or five. Uh, I picked against them, <laughs> and they beat the Chiefs in a game I never thought they would win. Uh, so I guess, I guess I should pick the Patriots this time. So, yeah, Patriots 31 Rams 27, uh, and I think the Super Bowl MVP would probably end up being either Sonny Michelle or Rob Gronkowski. Uh, maybe Tom Brady, because I think the quarterbacks <laughs> always win. So sure. oh, in, your, in your scenario, who's the Super Bowl MVP? So you said what? A missed field goal by Gostowski or a made field goal by Zerline. So that would be who would get the MVP? Goff? Nope. Gurley? Nope. Robert Woods? Possibly. I'm thinking Robert Woods might get it. Or Well, you think he's going to have that many receptions? Yeah. He's the, he's the most complete. If you think about it, he's been the most complete receiver in the league. Not saying he's a superstar, but he does every fundamental. Like Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald does everything for the Cardinals. Robert Woods does everything for the Rams. He runs every round, long round, short Speaking of that, now that we have our game picks in and we're not changing them, so you think the Rams are going to win anyway? Yes. But if they had Cooper Cup, do you think they win by more? Oh, yes. You think of, what, a 10-point game with Cooper Cup? Mm, probably. I mean, if you look at – Josh Brown's done a great job stepping up for him, but Cooper Cup is a different uh, different level than what everyone else is at. I mean, if you look at it, you have three star receivers that basically you figure out who – not, not all of them are superstars that maybe cooks. Who do you focus on as, as a defensive coordinator? Who do you focus on as a number one threat? I'd say Gurley as a, as a receiver, not yes. as a – not as a um, running back. Okay, so we have our game picks in, but I like to do this when I have guests on. So let's flip our game picks around. So if the Patriots were to win, why would they win? Experience. Patriots would win just because they have Tom Brady, Bilicek. They've been there before. They know what to do in every situation. They know how to handle the clock, handle the ball. I mean, they also know how to read a team. If you look at it, their plan doesn't work in the first half. They will find a way to change it and make it work in the second half. Yeah, they've done that in a lot of the Super Bowls that they've won. Uh, 
Definitely. Okay, so if the Rams win, it's because the Patriots can't get off the field on third down late in the game. I just think that's it. I think whether that's because of a penalty, a blown coverage, fatigue, you name it, I think it's because they can't get off the field on third down. They had the Eagles on the ropes. I mean, Brady had probably the best quarter of football I've ever seen from him ever in the Super Bowl, and the defense couldn't hold up their end of the bargain. So if the Patriots lose, it will either be because of some sort of blown coverage, missed opportunity to stop the Rams when they need him. Uh, so that's that's what I think. You know, Tom Brady might have – he kind of goes every other Super Bowl. He'll have a good game, bad yeah. game. So I actually believe he had a bad game in Super Bowl 51 against the Falcons. So? He threw a pick six, which he had never done in a Super Bowl. Uh, so I think he kind of has good game, bad game, good game, bad game. I think he had a bad game against the Seahawks too. So I think that was back-to-back bad games. And he played poorly against the Giants in the second go-round. Sure. He had a safety uh, in the throwing, you know, grab, intentional grounding in the end zone. But I think Brady will have a good game because he's healthy. So then you're worried more, more worried about I'm more worried about the defense, which is surprising considering how much, like I said, they stepped up last week and how much they shut down the Chargers and how much they improved over the last four games that they played in the last four victories. And look, they held Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers to 17 points on the yeah. road. And, you know, they had some breakdowns in Tennessee and Miami and Jacksonville and Detroit, some of those other losses. But if you look at the month of December, the later December and into January, they've been playing well. But I still think that they haven't faced a team that has as much talent. firepower and yeah. talent. Just pure talent. Not necessarily the firepower. I think the Chiefs, like you said, have more firepower. They have more firepower. Yeah. It's just that the Rams are just so, like, Talented, like physically is, talented. Yeah, but you also look at you don't know who's going to step up. When you look at Anderson, been staying up the last few weeks, and if you look at Aaron Donald, hasn't had his best performance in these playoffs. But once again, he's a big prop uh, athlete, so everyone's trying to double team him. Believes everyone else. So when you look at Donald Sue had the better game against the Saints. If if the Rams defensive line can't put pressure on Brady and can't. Neutralize oh, the running over. game. It's over. It, but, we'll we'll win by fourteen. You can't. The other thing but is I don't you, think that's gonna happen. You can't give. You can't give either team third and four, third and five. If you don't have them go third and long. The game's not gonna end. Yeah, exactly. Two weeks ago, I said the only way the Patriots beat the Chiefs. I don't know if you listened to that. But the only way the Patriots beat the Chiefs is if they got off the field on third down early in the game and ran the ball well early in the game. Uh, and I believed – I said it would come down the third down and it would come down to no errors on special teams. They almost had an error on special teams with Julian Edelman. Yeah. But the, when it came to the other two things, it was like they played well yeah. in the trenches. And that's something the Patriots have done. And they absolutely have, have to do to. that because – You can't let – If they get burned on a third and 12 play action late in the game, it's, it's, it's not going to be pretty in Patriots Nation yeah. because – we can't have Tom Brady have another 400-yard game, excuse me, and then end up losing because his defense couldn't hold up like they did yeah. in the Tyree game, like they did against the Eagles. We just can't have that happen. Anyway, do you have any final thoughts before I just review our picks here for no, our listeners? So that. did you have a score? You said what? Win, by, win or lose by a field goal? Yeah, I'm calling 31-34. 31-34 Rams, and I have 31-28 Patriots. 
if you had picked the Patriots, I might have picked the Rams. But now I'm on the record picking the Pats. I've been I've been wrong this year, so hopefully I'm right now. <laughs> Gotta stay loyal to my team. I can't get absolutely. I mean, I, I was worried last week what was going to happen. Look what happened. I yeah, we were both worried. I, I appreciate that about you is that you're a fearless Rams fan. I think there are a few of you. There there might be a couple hundred thousand of you around the country. There's going to be a couple more fans coming up this weekend or after, depending what happens. Yeah. So, yeah, there, yeah, there will be some Rams fans definitely emerge if they win. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Kyle. And uh, I hope you all appreciated his insight on the L.A. Rams. He knows a hell of a lot more than I do. So we appreciate having him on. And I will be back on the air early next week with all of the reaction to Super Bowl 53. Feel free to read my blogs on chowderchampions.com and also some of my tweets at Will Highland on Twitter. And I will be sure to get back on the air next week with some breakdown. And uh, we may or may not have Kyle back depending on the result. All right. We'll see whose prediction's closer. Thank you all for listening to this segment of Home Field Advantage.